Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hello and welcome to the Friday edition of Kansas City Training Camp Live right here on Odyssey Sports. You can check me out on Twitter as always at the number three guys in a garage. Hit me up on Twitter or you can email me jbinkley at 610sports.com. Got a few emails uh, last week, so I'll go over a couple of the camp questions. But uh, getting it through camp, getting it through preseason, talking Kansas City Chiefs with you. Before we start, uh, today, LDT, Lauren DeFarney Tardif, he's the Canadian doctor, started on the Super Bowl team two years ago, opted out last year, was out with a hand injury, Alex Okafor, hamstring, Willie Gaze had a tremendous camp at linebacker, still out because of the concussion protocol yesterday. Now, the Chiefs will have, well, they did have practice this morning. They weren't in pads. They were in pads earlier this week for three straight days. They'll be off tomorrow. Unusual for the Chiefs to have weekend off days, but they had last Sunday off. And then they have this Saturday off, and they'll be back practicing 9.15 in the morning on Sunday. They've got camp a couple of days next week until the end of the week. Then they'll travel for preseason game number one. And we'll have, of course, have these shows every Monday and Friday talking Kansas City Chiefs with you throughout the preseason, throughout camp. And we'll get you ready for Chiefs football in the fall. One of the main things that uh, we've kind of been talking about is this Chiefs offensive line. It is the story. It continues to evolve as the story at training camp. There's more and more interest on the one-on-one drills between Chiefs offensive linemen, defensive linemen, where they get they get their pads straight together. They get to hit each other. Uh, Jeff Schwartz, former Chiefs lineman, former NFL lineman, had made a comment as well through Twitter that a lot of times these drills, you know, players are work, working on certain things. So you see a player get schooled. We're taking around. They're simply working on things like a pitcher would do throughout spring training. But I'll say this. The main guy I talked about, who is the, my favorite draft pick for the Kansas City Chiefs in the draft, was Trey Smith, sixth rounder out of Tennessee. And this guy, unbelievable talent, was the number one recruit in the nation when he went to Tennessee, developed a lung clot or a uh, kind of a clot of the lungs. Uh, he was practically would take one day off a week at Tennessee getting treatments, and he fell in the draft. You know, probably a second rounder that ends up in the sixth round. Well, from day one, he's been starting for the Kansas City Chiefs. And 
Mitch Holtis, who's the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, joined me at one of the Chiefs training camp, the rookies, when they were here two weeks ago, and said if they started tonight, he would probably be the right guard for the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's like it was good to hear that from Mitch because then on Monday, you know, the weekend's over. Monday comes out. The number ones are there for the Chiefs. It was Orlando Brown at left tackle, Joe Tooney at left guard, Creed Humphrey at center, Trey Smith is out there with the ones at right guard. Right tackle, uh, Mike Rimmers is the veteran right tackle. He's been out with back spasms, which has enabled, uh, well, I guess he's a rookie. Lucas Niang, who was a third-round pick two years ago, opted out last season, had a torn hip labrum back at USC or back at TCU. So might have been on the pup list last year anyway. But he's been looking good. He dropped a few pounds. He's working with the twos on the left side of the line at left tackle. And he's been getting reps with the ones at right tackle, which is interesting because you think about this offseason. The Chiefs, the one thing they wanted to do is shore up that offensive line. That was priority number one for this team to fix that. So they went out free agency, got Dick Tooney, tried to get Trent Williams, came down 2.33 in the morning, and then they did the trade of Orlando Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. But then you look, and there could be a scenario where you have three rookies on the offensive line. Now, Andy Reid isn't opposed to starting rookies. He's done in the past. Kareem Hunt got the nod. Spencer Ware was hurt last year. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got the nod as a rookie. Um, so he, he's not opposed to rookies, but Andy Reid cut his teeth on the offensive line. He's a former offensive line coach at the University of Missouri. Andy Heck has been here uh, with Andy Reid the whole time, and he's the offensive line coach. So I would imagine they would not start rookies if they weren't ready to play. And we'll look at those rookies on this offensive line. At center has been Creed Humphrey. Did not give up a single sack. Played with great quarterbacks at the University of Oklahoma. Matter of fact, last year he was with Spencer Rattlers, the player of the year, preseason player of the year in the Big 12. Obviously, Oklahoma's going to the SEC, but for now they're still in the Big 12. And fast-paced offensive Lincoln running. Did not give up a sack in his career at Oklahoma. And you look down, you know, Lando Brown did not give up a sack in over 2,000 snaps last season. The over 1,000 snaps he had at left tackle did not give up a sack or a quarterback hit. Common thing, very few penalties. Twice he was penalized. Joe Tooney goes through his reps at left guard, doesn't get penalized. Creed Humphrey rarely penalized. Trey Smith rarely penalized. So you have a group of offensive linemen, rarely penalized, rarely give up a sack. So Creed Humphrey really gets the nod right away. He's an interesting guy. He brings the tenacity to the center position, and they probably got that battery for some time. Patrick Mahomes and his center, Creed Humphrey. Patrick's never really had that guy at center. You know, when he first got up here, you know, it was Austin Ryder uh, going to be starting. Once Mitch Morse left him with the Buffalo, Austin Ryder came over from Cleveland. And he had gotten one start in Cleveland. He filled in for Cam Irving, tore his ACL. Cam Irving ended up being a chief as well. So he's with him. Last year, Dan Kilgore got a few starts at center. But Patrick just hasn't had that guy. Creed Humphrey gives him that guy, a guy that he can – grow and develop with. It's like Corey Lindsay, who is Aaron Rodgers center that's now with the Chargers. You know, they they form a bond that because the center is kind of the quarterback of that offensive line, making line calls, seeing what's going on. You know, the center, the head up all the time, checking things out where the blitz is going to be coming from. But you rely a lot on that center. It's a very uh, difficult position on that offensive line. 
But Patrick Mahomes got his center now. And the pair of him and Creed Humphrey should last for a long time. Creed's an interesting guy. He can snap with both hands, the left and the right. He's snapping with the left hand up in camp. Obviously, Patrick has no problem with it, or he would switch hands as far as that's concerned. But he brings an attitude. And he was going to be battling out with Austin Blythe, who came over for the Rams. And Austin's, Austin's an interesting guy. He's got a lot of NFL experience right guard with the Rams. was a draft pick by them. But then Brian Allen got hurt at center. So he moved over to the center job uh, for the Rams and was their center last year. Matter of fact, took the third most center snaps in the NFL. But Creed Humphrey really never gave Austin that chance. I do think Austin Blythe will make this team because he can play right guard and he can play center. Kind of perfect for what A.D. Reid wants. Uh, that versatility on the offensive line, guys that can do both. But then the right guard position, which is really going to be probably the deepest and probably the most interesting. Kyle Long's here, still out with the tibia injury. He was brought in here maybe to fill that right guard role. Lauren DeVarney Tardif came back, didn't practice today. He's the uh, he's the only MD in the NFL right now. He opted out last year uh, to take care of uh, people in, his, in his, his hometown of Montreal. So he opted out to help with that. He's back this year. He started the Super Bowl two years ago. But here's this rookie, Trey Smith, that's kind of taken all his snaps for him. And he's the most talked about guy at camp. It's just funny because you rarely see these late round picks as the most talked about guy in training camp. But Trey Smith is. He's got a nasty side to him. And I do recommend if you're a Chiefs fan to go out and check in the uh, the uh, skid. He did not skid, but the uh, like John Gruden's quarterback camps. But it's for linemen. And it's called the Big Boy Club on Fox Sports. And former Chief Jeff Schwartz is the host of it. Brother of Mitchell Schwartz, of course, played with the Chiefs too. But he talks about the light switch and how in high school, his coach called him soft and you're, you're too big to let people dominate you. And he flipped the switch. And, you know, when he gets in front of the whiteboard, I could see this guy being a coach at some point. You know, he gets behind the board there, draws out the plays, just like a coach would. It's unbelievable what he does as far as his football acumen is concerned. But Trey Smith also said he likes to pancake people, likes to take their will away, and he's showing that in camp. He's a go-to-the-whistle guy. If you're not completely going to the whistle, you got to watch out and keep your head on the swivel. People have brought up the name Clutchio Simile, which I'm glad. I've been talking about KO, who was here, former Raider, Raven, that was here with the Chiefs last year before he got hurt, he brought that attitude. He brought an attitude that had somewhat been missing from the offensive line. Had a lot of technicians, but not that nasty disposition. But you hear the word KO flirted out. I, I even heard the name Will Shields, who's in the Hall of Fame name, flirted out when it came to Trey Smith. He's got a lot of respect from his teammates. He looks good in the drills. And, you know, this is a guy that's going to be relied on to protect Patrick Mahomes. So that's the right guard situation. There's Nick Allegretti, who started last year at left guard in the Super Bowl. He's battling out. He can play center as well. So another guy that was a draft pick of the Chiefs, he can play center, can play guard. I really think it's between Allegretti and Austin Blythe to make the team to have that backup center for this role, to have a right guard backup for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's the direction they're going to be heading in with the offensive line. Where they keep 10, that'll be the difference. They keep 9 or 10 
or the practice squad. Remember the practice squad rules? You can have uh, 16 guys now, four guys that accrue over two years of NFL service can be on your practice squad. I do believe that's right. Four guys can have the uh, can have the service time, which really makes it difficult. Or you can protect them, excuse me, to protect up to four guys on your practice squad, which is huge because this keeps people from kind of poaching your practice squad away. And it certainly helped GMs knowing that they could protect guys. Don't forget, you have a 53-man roster on game days. You can bump that up to 55. So whether they keep nine offensive linemen or 10, that's yet to be seen. But as far as the right tackle situation, that was going to be Mike Rimmers, the veteran who started left tackle for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Kind of out of position. Kind of out of position there. He's on the right side dealing with back spasms. So as I mentioned, the rookie tackle, Lucas Niang, which, by the way, an interesting side note on Lucas Niang, uh, TCU played Ohio State a couple years ago. And Chase Young, obviously one of the best young pass rushers in the NFL, was on that, uh, was on that team. And he said that uh, he, was the, he singled him out as the best guy he's ever faced. By the way, here's the practice squad. 16 players, just like last year, up to six who have accrued uh, two NFL seasons. So six guys. The ability to protect up to four practice squad players per week, which is huge because teams will be looking to poach some of these guys. It almost reminds me of Seattle and John Schneider. People used to go look at the scrap heaps for the Seahawks. They were they were known for bringing in undrafted free agents. Uh, matter of fact, they sent a pamphlet out for them. Um, they tried to bring these guys in. It's how the Chiefs ended up getting Ron Parker. They got Spencer Ware. I think teams will be looking off the scrap heap for the Chiefs when it comes to offensive linemen. Now, can they flip the linemen like they did a few years ago with Parker Anger to the Dallas Cowboys for starting corner in Charverius Ward that's yet to be seen? All right, so there's the offensive line that people are going to be looking at. And obviously, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Darrell Williams, the running backs on this team, will benefit from it. And I know a lot of people will look at Ryan Tannehill's number, said Tennessee, float him out, say, look, he put up numbers like Patrick Mahomes. Well, they're seeing different defenses because in Tennessee, their main job, if you're playing that team, is to stop Derrick Henry. It's public enemy number one. Chuck Pagano once said it before Chiefs game. We've got to stop Jamal Charles. He's public enemy number one. And it's kind of that way with Tennessee and Derrick Henry. So they will see eight-man fronts. He will see box safeties. And so Tannehill ought to have a field day when the defense is concentrating on stopping Derrick Henry. Because how he goes, that team goes. Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't see those eight-man fronts. He doesn't see that box safety if they're to stop the run. He faces a different defense than what Tannehill does because everybody wants to stop Patrick Mahomes. Now, as far as his weapons, who's stepping up? Tyreek Hill obviously continues to look good. Had knee tendonitis, missed a practice a couple days ago. He's back. He looks perfectly fine. So you got him. You got McCole Hardman that's kind of trying to take that next step. He's got the speed. He's got to show he's taking the next step. Um, Tyree Kill and some of those guys said, you know, talk to him. Say, hey, man, what the coach says, you got to learn to run this route tree. Tyree Kill's the guy that's advanced as much as anybody's I've seen in Chiefs camp from where he was drafted. Like Jared Allen, he was drafted as kind of a long snapper. And, oh, my gosh, we had this great pass rusher in Jared Allen. Well, Tyree Kill came here, you know, as a, as a returner. He could play running back. He could play wide receiver. Then they gradually increased his package, his load, every single week under Andy Reid. And 
Now he's the top three receiver in the NFL because he works at it. He works at the route tree. I mean, he high points. For his size, being 5'10", able to high point the ball like he's doing at training camp, he's unbelievable. Just watching the stutter steps in the beginning, um, he's the real deal when it comes to wide receiver. So you got him, you got McCall Hardman battling for it, Demarcus Robinson. They'll probably be your top three at this point, but other guys are going to fight for it, like Byron Pringle, undrafted free agent out of Kansas State, who's been here the last couple of years and wears a ring from this team. He was a guy that was ascending last year, got hurt in the Raiders game during the regular season, but he's Andy, in Andy Reid's uh, circle of trust. As a matter of fact, he got the first pass in the Super Bowl last year. Byron Pringle, keep an eye on him. And he's also a very good special teamer. But a guy that's really been turning heads is Marcus Kemp, 6'4", wide receiver that's bounced around on the practice squad here from time to time. 6'4", gives the Chiefs really a different dimension in wide receiver that they don't have. And you got to be careful not to say camp guy, camp guy. But they talk about his role in special teams. It's a big way to make this team. As Eric B. Enemy, the offensive coordinator, tells him, Dave Tobe, the special teams coordinator, has been here all along with Andy Reid, will tell you. But Marcus Kemp's showing he can play special teams as well. So I would not be shocked if Marcus Kemp earns himself a roster spot with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Cornell Powell was the uh, the rookie the Chiefs drafted in the fifth round. He's got to show more. Got to show more or maybe end up on that practice squad. But, again, they can protect players on the practice squad. That can't happen. But the wide receivers will be elevated when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Defensively, I tell you, Anthony Hitchens has been out with that hamstring um, quite a while, giving up reps, you know, in the middle to the Mike linebacker. You know, you have guys like Nick Bolton, Chiefs' top draft pick this year that's really flashing and showcasing. But Spagnuolo will say and he'll warn that this defense is not easy. Willie Gay, the second-year linebacker, who's out in the concussion protocol now, is having a great camp. Whether he's playing in, in, in the will or the Sam linebacker, most of these linebackers will play two two roles. But these guys are getting their chance. You know, when Willie Gay talked about the playbook being difficult, last year he had eight starts, but it was pulled out of the game quite a bit. It's understanding what Steve Spagnola needs from you defensively. When you got Madhouse with the linebackers, can you can you do the job? But they've certainly and Ben Neiman left practice a couple of days ago. Another linebacker uh, with the hamstring problem. So Willie Gay. And Nick Bolton have gotten their opportunity. I liken Nick Bolton to a guy. I think people are going to see shades of Derrick Johnson, the Chiefs' all-time leading tackler. With him. He likes to hit. Uh, he's a flash guy. Whenever you watch a Mizzou game last year, you make a hit and you go, whoa. I mean, something to talk about, something to text about. Hey, did you see the hit that Nick Bolton made in the Mizzou game? One of the SEC's best tacklers year in and year out, always at the top of the list. So look for him. The cornerback situation. Right now, it's Algerius Sneed and Shavarius Ward as your starting corners. Now, Steve Spagnuolo, defensive coordinator, did say Algerius Sneed will move to the inside. Again, he had 177 snaps on the outside last year, got hurt, came back more inside, uh, more in the nickel position uh, last year for the Chiefs. So then it's up to Rashad Fenton, who will also play in the nickel role. Mike Hughes, the trade they had with the Vikings, former uh, first-round 30th pick. Then they got DeAndre Baker, former first-round 30th pick, both battling it out. And Dave Tobe said today, he did speak today, and he said right now for preseason, you're looking at some of the kickers. You're looking at McCole Hardman, the punt return role, and you're looking at Mike Hughes in the kick return role. And he said he'll show you something. He'll flash. He'll, he might surprise you. And 
Mike Hughes had an injury problem. He was with the Vikings. Why he's with the Chiefs now? Played one year at North Carolina before he transferred to Garden City Community College. If anyone on that undefeated UCF team, he had three returns for a kick at UCF. Two kick returns and a punt return. So three returns that year for that team. He can flash. It is nice that they're going to showcase him a little bit in the return role for the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's kind of what they're looking at when they play the Niners in the first preseason game. Mike Hughes back there, they're in kickoff returns. Emma Cole Hardman getting some reps at punt return. Um, also of note, Patrick Mahomes, still the largest contract in the NFL, if fulfilled at $450 million. But coming in next, Josh Allen. You get that big contract today from the Buffalo Bills. And I, and I think that's interesting because you're looking at Josh Allen and you start looking at the hierarchy of quarterbacks in the AFC. Everybody's been going for the Mahomes. And Buffalo Bills come right in here. They were the ones that traded the Chiefs to move down to the 10th spot to select Patrick Mahomes. And then they get Josh Allen as well. So they could have had Mahomes. They, then they ended up with Josh Allen. So they ended up with two of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. Obviously, they didn't end up with Mahomes. They traded that pick to the Chiefs. But he got the money. And he's 0-2 against Mahomes. Mahomes beat him in Buffalo last year. Mahomes beat him in Kansas City in the playoffs. Everybody in the AFC is looking for that magic elixir at the quarterback position. And we've seen a quick hook. I mean, Josh Rosen got the quick hook on the NFC side in Arizona. Uh, Dwayne Haskins got the hook. Uh, one year separated from the draft from the Washington football team. He's with the Steelers now. Tua. He's on watch right now with the Miami Dolphins. Teams aren't waiting around anymore. With the new CBA, you're not paying the outlandish money you used to with the quarterbacks. So everybody's looking for that Mahomes-style quarterback because they know he's going to be here for a while. I had a conversation once with Andy Lindahl, who does uh, radio out in Denver, and he was the former Broncos sideline reporter. I said, what do you think of the Chiefs? He says, well, fans here are worried about Mahomes. Mahomes always being there in Kansas City. A lot like we used to worry about Elway, Peyton Manning, you name it. The Broncos have not beaten the Chiefs since Peyton Manning in 2015. He's going to the Hall of Fame this weekend. That's how long it's been, 11 straight against the Denver Broncos. But everybody's looking for this quarterback. You have several options if you want to try to beat Mahomes. you got to get a quarterback that can match that skill set. Good luck. Two, get a bolster your pass rush. That's what Denver's hoping for with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. They haven't played with each other for three years. They bring in Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby. They draft. Patrick Sertan. So they're looking, okay, is this the way we can beat the Kansas City Chiefs? And again, I talked to my to my friend, the late Tres Paler. We bring it up on the Tres Paler show. How do you how do you stop the Chiefs? How do you stop Mahomes? Because that is you got to keep throwing darts at quarterbacks. You got to keep throwing darts at quarterbacks, hoping you get the right guy. I know the Chargers really high on Herbert. And again, can he beat Patrick Mahomes? He lost to him in LA. He beat the Chiefs, Herbert did, the, the last week of the season because the Chiefs played their backups, didn't even play Mahomes. That's where he got the win. But again, he's going to have to travel audible in front of full stadiums instead of cardboard, so we'll see how Justin Herbert does. But I did find it interesting. Josh Allen now, that second biggest contract in the NFL, is going to pay him $43 million a year. Now, Mahomes will be at $45 million a year after 2022, but it's a higher guaranteed contract. $150 million guaranteed is the highest guaranteed contract out there for Josh Allen. But then Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, you name it. Which one of these quarterbacks wants to stand up? Which one of these quarterbacks wants to stand up and be the Patrick Mahomes of their team? Because he's not going anywhere. 
you know, I was at camp with the guy uh, broadcasting with me, Dusty, a few weeks ago, and I said, all right, eight years from now, who do you see on this field besides Patrick Mahomes? And it's hard to envision. Maybe the kicker, Harrison Butker, hard to imagine. Uh, if Trey Smith, some of these linemen, or Creed Humphrey get a second contract, maybe them. But the one constant is Mahomes. It's like in Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger, the one constant. Everything else rolls around. Heinz Ward, you name it. Tom Brady, Deion Branch, you know, guys like that. Troy Brown, the one Super Bowls with them. Yeah, all the other parts moved around, but Tom Brady was the one consistent. That's what the Chiefs have in Patrick Mahomes. That's why teams are going to the Senior Bowl. They're throwing darts, uh, looking at the combine, taking a chance on Jack Wilson. Can this guy, I've heard he has some Mahomes-like tendencies. Well, you got to prove it on the field. You got to prove it on the field. And again, you have to look at the schedule. You have to look at what you did the year before. And I'll say this about Patrick Mahomes. You know, he played at Texas Tech. He had the 128th uh, scoring defense on that team out of 128 teams, 130 teams now. So he had to score literally every time he was on the football field, he had to score. And it's benefited him from the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yes, Josh Allen got his money today. Now they've got to beat Mahomes. Mahomes has never, I don't know, Colin Coward had a rant about, you know, is he in crucial situations or or is Patrick Mahomes ever been, well, he's never been beat by more than one touchdown. Never, except for the Super Bowl. It was the only time he's ever been beaten by more than one touchdown. So we'll see what happens. Um, we've got a show on Monday. Got one on Friday to prime you for the 49ers preseason game. Again, uh, here, here's a question I got uh, from John. He sent me an email about the Chiefs. Uh, talk about the offensive line. Are you worried at all or not? No, I'm not worried about this offensive line. Listen, Andy Reid, that group, they're not messing around. They didn't like the blocking in the Super Bowl. They want a good line in front of Patrick Mahomes. They want to be able to call every play in the playbook, meaning you don't have to worry about rolling Mahomes out to the right or rolling him out to the left. You want a solid offensive line, which the linemen they've brought in via the draft or free agency, the two common denominators. They don't give up sacks. Don't give up sacks. They're not penalized. It's the most frustrating thing, you know, looking at the box square to the game and see nine or ten penalties from the Chiefs. So they've got a group of guys. So if Tyreek Hill makes a big play, you're going to say, oh, that play's coming back. You don't have to worry about with this group. But anyway, we do this from 2 to 2.30 every Monday and Friday. Other training camp shows are available as well. This is the Kansas City Training Camp Live. They have the day off on Saturday. Back at it on Sunday. I'll be up there. Uh, watch those one-on-ones with the offensive linemen. Again, if you have any questions, email me, jbinkley at 610sports.com, or hit me up on Twitter, at Three Guys in the Garage. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Send those questions in. We'll address Chiefs Training Camp. Talk to you later. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.